0: this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org candide by voltaire chapter 12 the adventures of the old woman continued astonished and delighted to hear my native language and no less surprised at what this man said i made answer that there were much greater misfortunes than that of which he complained i told him in a few words of the horrors which i had endured and fainted a second time he carried me to a neighbouring house put me to bed gave me food waited upon me consoled me and flattered me he told me that he had never seen anyone so beautiful as i and that he never so much regretted the loss of what it was impossible to recover i was born in naples he said there they gelled two or three thousand children every year some die of the operation others acquire a voice more beautiful than that of woman, and others are raised to offices of state this operation was performed on me with great success and i was chapel musician to madame the princess of palestrina to my mother cried i your mother cried he weeping what can you be that young princess whom i brought up until the age of six years and who promised so early to be as beautiful as you it is i indeed but my mother lies four hundred yards hence torn in quarters under a heap of dead bodies i told him all my adventures and he made me acquainted with his telling me that he had been sent to the emperor of morocco by a christian power to conclude a treaty with that prince in consequence of which he was to be furnished with military stores and ships to help to demolish the commerce of the other Christian governments. My mission is done, said this honest eunuch. I go to embark for Cuita, and will take you to Italy. Marquez Chiago la Dessere Senza colioni." I thanked him with tears of commiseration, and instead of taking me to Italy, he conducted me to Algiers, where he sold me to the day scarcely was i sold and the plague which had made the tour of africa asia and europe broke out with great malignancy in algiers you have seen earthquakes but pray miss have you ever had the plague never answered cunigonde if you had said the old woman you would acknowledge that it is far more terrible than an earthquake it is common in africa and i caught it imagine to yourself the distressed situation of the daughter of a pope only fifteen years old who in less than three months had felt the miseries of poverty and slavery had been ravished almost every day had beheld her mother drawn in quarters had experienced famine and war and was dying of the plague in algiers i did not die however but my eunuch and the day and almost the whole seraglio of algiers perished as soon as the first fury of this terrible pestilence was over a sale was made of the day's slaves i was purchased by a merchant and carried to tunis this man sold me to another merchant who sold me again to another at tripoli from tripoli i was sold to alexandria from alexandria to smyrna from smyrna to constantinople at length i became the property of an argo of the janissaries who was soon ordered away to the defence of azof then besieged by the russians the aga who was a very gallant man took his whole seraglio with him and lodged us in a small fort on the palace meotides guarded by two black eunuchs and twenty soldiers the turks killed prodigious numbers of the russians but the latter had their revenge azof was destroyed by fire the inhabitants put to the sword neither sex nor age was spared until there remained only our little fort and the enemy wanted to starve us out the twenty janissaries had sworn that they would never surrender the extremities of famine to which they were reduced obliged them to eat our two eunuchs for fear of violating their oath and at the end of a few days they resolved also to devour the women we had a very pious and humane iman who preached an excellent sermon exhorting them not to kill us all at once only cut off a buttock of each of those ladies said he and you'll fare extremely well if you must go to it again there will be the same entertainment a few days hence heaven will accept of so charitable an action and send you relief he had great eloquence he persuaded them we underwent this terrible operation the iman applied the same balsam to us as he does to children after circumcision and we all nearly died scarcely had the janissaries finished the repast which we had furnished them than the russians came in flat-bottomed boats not a janissary escaped the russians paid no attention to the condition we were in there were french surgeons in all parts of the world one of them who was very clever took us under his care he cured us and as long as i live i shall remember that as soon as my wounds were healed he made proposals to me he bid us all be of good cheer telling us that like had happened in many sieges and that it was according to the laws of war as soon as my companions could walk they were obliged to set out for moscow i fell to the share of a boyard who made me his gardener and gave me twenty lashes a day but this nobleman having in two years time been broke upon the wheel along with thirty more boyards for some broils at court i profited by that event i fled i traversed all russia i was a long time an inholder's servant in riga the same at rostock and Wismar, at leipzig at Kassel, at utrecht at leiden at the hague at rotterdam i waxed old in misery and disgrace, having only one half of my posteriors and always remembering i was a pope's daughter a hundred times i was upon the point of killing myself but i still loved life this ridiculous foible is perhaps one of our most fatal characteristics for it is there anything more absurd than to wish to carry continually a burden which one can always throw down to detest existence and yet to cling to one's own existence in brief to caress the serpent which devours us till he has eaten our very heart in the different countries which it has been my lot to traverse and the numerous inns where i have been servant i have taken notice of a vast number of people who held their own existence in abhorrence and yet i never knew of more than eight who voluntarily put an end to their misery three negroes four englishmen and a german professor named roback i ended by being servant to the jew don isherar who placed me near your presence my fair lady i am determined to share your fate and have been much more affected with your misfortunes than with my own i would never even have spoken to you of my misfortunes had you not piqued me a little and if it were not customary to tell stories on board a ship in order to pass away the time in short miss cunigond i have had experience i know the world therefore i advise you to divert yourself and prevail upon each passenger to tell his story And if there be one of all of them that has not cursed his life many a time, that has not frequently looked upon himself as the unhappiest of mortals, I give you leave to throw me head foremost into the sea. End of chapter 12